Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Wrong with the Podcast. Today, we have the great pleasure of speaking with Wolf Mangelsdorf. Wolf is a partner at Bura Hapold. Trained as an architect and structural engineer, he has been leading numerous multidisciplinary award-winning projects for the firm, working with some of the world's best architects. He joined Bura Hapold in London in 2002 and transferred to New York in 2017, supporting the rapid growth of the North America team. Wolf has built his reputation as a creative and innovative designer and has written and lectured widely on his project work and the role of engineers in the design process. In May this year, he assumed a role as global leader of design, design technology, and innovation for Bura Happold. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we have the absolute delight of speaking with Wolf Mangelsdorf. He's partner at Bureau Happold. Wolf, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Pina. It's a pleasure to be here. It's, we're, it's lovely to have you here. We've been late, waiting for this conversation for a while now. Um, so please tell us more about yourself, your background, and how you came to where you are today. So, yeah, briefly, my background. I'm trained as an architect, as an engineer, structural engineer. Uh, I'm German. I grew up in Germany, but then after uni, I, I left. I went to Japan for a little while to do some research work, and then from there moved to England. And I've been, I lived in England from 1997, basically. I worked for a small structural firm there before I then moved to Bureau Happold in 2002, and there I became a partner in 2008. And then in 2016, the, the, the CEO at the time, tapped me on the shoulder and he drew some weird diagram on the on, on, a, on a piece of paper and after a while it, it it was very clear that he wanted me to move to New York yeah he didn't even have to spell it out <laughs> and so in, in in September 2017 I, I moved to New York we, we we had to basically work with my partner team here and it's been a, a good three three and a half years yeah since I was well, actually four years now yeah since, yeah. since I, I, I moved over to you yeah and um, yeah, in the meantime, I, well, I, I, I should say my, my background really is, is, is I'm a design engineer and I, I, uh, I have done a good number of quite interesting projects in, in all over the world, really. Yeah, with, with, uh, I worked a lot with Zahadid. I had a bunch of projects in London that are really kind of like landmark London projects, yeah, like Battersea Power Station and things like that. And I uh, worked on that for seven 15 years before I moved to 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 to, to New York wow. yeah. and um yeah so and but at the same time I've also been developing a, a lot of our technology design technology in Bureau Happel and how we deploy this technology in a in a in a in a, in a context that is maybe yeah, not, not just your usual BIM but really literally moves the dial on how we bring how we how we develop engineering technology and in that in particular it's a multidisciplinary integrated engineering yeah this kind of yeah. I'm, I'm, i have this idea that we should build a, a, a our own physics engine right based on the analytics that we do and, and it's moving towards that thing right where the, where the various different aspects of what we're doing are coming together in this in this kind of one one environment and that's been yeah. driving me for quite some time um and a, and a few other I've, I've always had a real kind of like a I always wanted to explore what can we do better, what can we do differently, and I think working with Zaha kind of 
did kind of do that to me a little bit, if I may put it this way. Yeah, there was always something where, um, where you would, would have a project where, yeah, maybe somebody's now nah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah, and and oh, no, of course I can. Yeah. yeah, and you figure out how you do it. Yeah, and and how you then integrate things and how you actually drive design in such a way that it isn't just making it work or you can do it, but you work mm -hmm. with the whole team. Yeah, as a joint effort. Yeah. To kind of move something to a position where it it's it's buildable, where it's doable, where it's actually then you know where the beauty comes out of the fact that it's all the parts come together. I think that's when when a project really sings. Yeah, it, it's not about hiding the column because you needed one somewhere, uh, yeah. or, or or doing something of like that. It, it's about embracing it and, and 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 making it part of the the whole thing. You need good, you need good architects partners with that who can work with you on that, but. Coming back to that sort of innovation side of things, it's something that I've always, but the, the exploration of how we do things, how we do things better, how we do better things, right? That has always been like a driver in the background and I've done structures built out of palm leaves and, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, or, yeah. It, it's always been something that I think I get bored too quickly, maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I love it. And it's so important for the industry itself, which, Clearly, uh, real estate, I would say, would be one of the industries that lag in innovation compared to some other mm. industries. And it is so crucial to have engineers um, like yourself and architects also willing to try new things and mm. um, kind of innovate within the space, because otherwise, how are we going to you know, come up later on with solutions that we need for the space, too? Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So with that, uh, I'm also very curious to hear more about C-Lab, which is a very unique being, I think, among like the engineering space in general, but which also exists under Bureau Happold. Can you tell yes, us so, about Yes, so C-Lab is, I don't even know how we got to C-Lab. I think C-Lab, the word is, is, we wanted to call it skunk works. And then our, our HR department said, no, you can't do that. I don't know why, <laughs> but anyway. So it it maybe had the, maybe these days has the wrong connotations, but it is our skunkworks basically. It is our free space where we where we um, where we can try things, and I think that that's sort of where it comes back to this whole innovation piece. Yeah, that that I mentioned a moment ago, this exploration of of what we what we what we want to do, where we see the industry going, and yeah, and. I should say it, it, it happened in two steps. Yeah, partner of mine, Gavin Thompson, he, he he kind of initiated this and he ran a pilot in 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 the UK where our headquarters is, and um, he called it the Pathfinders. Yeah, those mm -hmm. who kind of you know are the the ones that that have to go the first time into this direction. And once the Pathfinders in the first year were successful, we rolled it out. And I, mm. I've always been like. On the one hand, really uh, appreciative and, and 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 saying encouraging. On the other hand, very critical of him and saying, you know, like, well, if this is just a small group in the United Kingdom, then that's not going to go anywhere. This needs to be the whole of Bureau Apple needs to turn into Sea Lab, yeah. And and so we we um we, we we started a second year, and with that second year, we have now chapters in in every one of our regions. Yeah, we are in Asia, in Europe, in the Middle East, and the UK and in, in, in North America, and I'm leading that North America region, the North America chapter. 
I should also say that from first of May this year, I, I have an executive role in the firm leading design, innovation and technology, which is like right up my street, basically. And that gives me now another opportunity to widen what we do with C-Lab and basically you know, turn C-Lab into that sort of, you know, it's almost like the, the elite school for, 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 the, for the future innovators, yeah? But giving yeah. them then the room to kind of move things really into new directions in Bureau And that's been a really great journey, to be honest with you, yeah? Because yeah. I had to fill this myself, right? This, this kind of, yeah, we, we, we have touchdowns between the various different chapter leaders once every two weeks. And, um, but there's so much you can do in a coordinated way, yeah, like, like yeah. the themes, but there's also, for me, at least it was important, and I think for all of us in the end, yeah, all my co-chapter leaders, that we leave those who are the sea lovers, as we call them, that we leave them as much space as possible for them to shape, to shape it themselves, right? So yeah. that I don't say, well, you need to research this. That's not how innovation works, right? Innovation is a bottom-up thing, right? That, yeah. that, that, that to a large degree comes out of somebody's deep interest in something, yeah, or the boredom or the, 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 the quest to do something better or, yeah, it's, and we need to leave the space for that. And I think that's where C-Lab really has worked because we give the people that we elect here yeah or select you have to go through an, an application process yeah not everybody can go there i had 11 i think places yeah 11 i had 11 places that i could fill and so i sent out to the whole of the region mm. please apply it's really targeted to be a certain group of people that are not the youngest because we do a lot of work for our graduates. Yeah, we have a young engineers forum and we have grad weeks and, you know, where we bring them all together. And then we have leadership programs for, for those who are, you know, a little bit more advanced in their careers. And what we found as well is that something in the middle is missing mm. a little bit. Yeah. So when you're sort of midway through your career from senior engineer to associate, um, that sort of, or associate principal, that sort of bracket was, that, that are the ones that were invited to join. And wow, I've yeah. been really blessed. I mean, I, I get, I don't tell them that. Oh, occasionally I do. I'd get more out of the people than they get out of me. Yeah, this is, it's really, really, I mean, you've seen it. Yeah, you've worked yeah. with them. And they're, they're just fantastic individuals. It, it's uh, everybody, no one's afraid to say what they think. Everybody yeah. is, is, is like chipping in and, and contributing. The ideas are sometimes controversial. Yeah, no one is afraid of being shot down once in a while yeah. and say something. Yeah. <laughs> And all of that is 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 just creates such a beautiful free environment where we can where we can kick ideas around, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so in I'm, the end, we we run this over two years, and every one of the individuals will have their own theme that they're pursuing. So we're we're finding that balance between working in a group and exploring together the themes that we think are important in the next step in developing our our industry or where where engineering is going, where architecture is going, where anything that we do in the built environment is going. And then we have individual projects where, where people need to develop, the sea lovers need to develop in a little bit more depth. Yeah. What these ideas could actually lead to. Yeah, how can we connect with clients around those? Because yeah. it makes no sense if it's just happening in the background, you know, in the back room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the structure for so many reasons. Like first, like it, it allows an organization to innovate from within. And second, also, you kind of need that 
lean, free spaces in a big organization. Otherwise, it's so hard to be able to find that space within your like day to day. And I remember like you once told me and it stuck with me where like we'll really do our jobs at C-Lab if it becomes irrelevant. Mm. And it kind of also like go uh, serves the point of, you know, it could sort of like feed into the broader organization's mindset and everybody could like start contributing um, and really feeling that freedom um, as you, as the C, as C Lab kind of like starts impacting the culture and the work that you do also very much so. And, and I, 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 I think it's actually, I go slightly back on what I said, but I, I think in spirit, <laughs> in spirit, I'm still with that, right? So let me qualify. I, I think it's it's more relevant I, than, than it's it's very relevant insofar that it, it needs to we need to give particularly gifted individuals the space to do a little bit more than maybe everybody else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I think it's 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 having this this kind of special time and space and yeah. and, and, and and program here is 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 part of of giving those who have that drive yeah and and have that curiosity and ambition to 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 kind of explore that without the project sort of like oh what do i book my time to kind of thing yeah um where i want it to be irrelevant and i stick with that is that i want the whole of the firm to have more of that yeah yeah and what i'm hoping to achieve and that's why i mentioned my executive role here uh i'm I'm forming what I call the innovator network across Bureaupol. You don't have to be part of the C lab. You don't have to mm. be. Yeah, there's no, there's no kind of prior application process attached to it. It's really open for anybody who wants to be contributing to the innovation of our services, the innovation of what we're doing, how we connect to our clients, uh, all of that to 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 come forward with their ideas and be connected and actually drive those ideas because the network idea is very much about. The, the the you know giving people the chance to also connect to others that have yeah. similar interests. Where I see C Lab slotting into that is that we this is just a big booster for some who have that aptitude already. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. And we had great experience collaborating with C Lab. So um, I like seeing that culture like grow within an organization would be amazing to also like observe. And look, I, I, I must say this at this point. Yeah, my C Lab team and me, we have also enjoyed immensely working with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I did feel that there is a sort of similar inquisitive spirit and there's a lightheartedness about how you do things. I'm hoping that I can get that lightheartedness into all my people here because I think great stuff only happens when you have a smile on your face, yeah, and and, and really when you love what you're doing. And you know, maybe that's my piece of advice to everybody. And um, the uh, it it and I and I see that in your organization, how you people, your 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 whole team has always kind of contributed and been engaged. It's it's just um, and then this other thing that that you know we always have somebody from Brooklyn and, and from Beirut on the call. It's actually brilliant. <laughs> yeah, the only way to do things these days. Um, span half yeah. the globe yeah it, it's <laughs> beautiful I think it's interesting that you like touch upon that and I think this kind of can lead to our like next conversation when um when you're trying to address problems in the world it's like very mm-hmm. easy to be very 
you know, put down by it. I mean, it's a lot, like we're dealing with a lot as a globe, right? Like a lot of stuff is happening and we're bombarded with more and more contact content every day. And yes. it's very easy to be demotivated and give up. And yes. kind of, well, if like one is greater than zero, if we do one thing that's better than yes. that, if we kind of like settle on that idea, then you always have motivation to like work on something. And I definitely experienced that with like C-Lab too. Mm. And I think, I mean, if we try to get into the problems of built environment, I think that could be like a whole day seminar. So I'm not going to get into that. Indeed. <laughs> but I want to like, sort of like touch upon and take your point of view on I mean, clearly, and last year was one of the examples where like the built environment falls short and kind of fail us in some ways, right? And we see that happening, not only in like environmental content context or like well-being and health context, but also social context and uh, inequity there. And I kind of want to focus on the underlying reasons uh, of not what, like what's happening out there, but I guess on uh, like architect and engineer point of view, like what what did what did we do wrong in the past that kind of led to this, and um, what are we doing today that is not necessarily like really resolving the core issues, but just like you know uh, does kind of like something washing. There's like always washing of something, right? Like green washing, diversity washing, whatever it is. There's a lot of washing going on. <laughs> There's yeah, a lot of absolutely. washing happening. Um, and then we can continue the conversation on like, what do we need to change and what do we need to do more? Look, I think you, you're, you're, you're sort of hitting straight into my pet subject. And um, <laughs> at the same time, we, 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 how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we need an abstract of a no, no. This is I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it this is this is big, right? So I think it it somewhat starts with a. I think there's several kind of contributing factors, but I think a big one for me has always been I've been observing that we 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 build and design things from a. I've called it a little bit of a top-down kind of approach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, let me explain what I mean by that. Yeah, so we, we, we develop a brief and we, we, we look at the various kind of constituent bits of the brief. It will give us some performative aspects. Yeah, how cold, how, how, how tall, whatever. And, but actually from the beginning of everything, we focus on the bits that we're building, the individual physical outcome. What we don't necessarily engage with all that much is the performative outcome. And when I say performative, social performance, health, well-being, the, the mental and physical well-being of what we produce, the longevity of what we produce, it's, it's wider ripple effects on, on the environment that it creates. Yeah, Not every building is part of a bigger environment that we man make, yeah? Yeah. the cities that we build. And, and, it, and the outcome, the performative outcome that I'm referring to is, is is oftentimes just a sort of you know more or less good luck byproduct i've spent a lot of time thinking about how we how we can turn this around and how we can we can focus on the performative aspects you heard me say earlier about you know, talk about my physics engine yeah and and in, in a way this is where this comes back to it is about the way we work 
as engineers, maybe more than as architects, but as experts, it's, it's very much like we do our stuff in, in a very kind of contained way. We have boundary conditions you know, or the boundaries and overlaps with other disciplines. We call that then coordination maybe, yeah? And, yeah. and oftentimes it's just purely about spatial and, 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 and uh, geometrical aspects of our work, not so much about performative aspects. And what I think we need to do, but maybe I'm wrong, but that's where I'm actually sort of seeing things going is the more we can drive an integrated performance-based process that leads to, that, 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 that drives on our design or, or, or underpins what we're doing, the more we're actually focus on that, the, the less we need to actually initially focus on what the physical bits are, yeah? Yeah. And, but that's fiendishly complex, right? But where the real magic happens, I think, is in, in these kind of un, unknown spaces where, where, you, where, you have, um, where you have those interfaces between, between different disciplines, yeah? And, and yeah. yeah, I don't know. A simple example is if you feel comfortable in a building, it isn't purely about that it's hot enough or cold enough or something, yeah? It is about that it has the right biophilia. It has the right view right. out. It has right. the right light levels. It, 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 it is conducive to social interaction, for instance, yeah? Yeah. And those parameters to capture those is not easy, but we as designers don't necessarily know them all, right? So that means then a, an engagement with those who we build for, who, who are the users, the recipients of our work, so to speak. Yeah. yeah? And um, we explored that in that 15 minute city con competition that we did the other day, right? It, there was a clear focus on, 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 yeah, engaging with the people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I believe that as we move forward, stakeholder engagement is going to become more and more important. And um, the, the, the work that we do around defining these performative criteria is become more important yeah. and that will have a direct impact on what we do. And overlay that with the climate challenge and issues around equity and issues around still ongoing massive urbanization around the world yeah we have a big challenge <laughs> we do yeah. but at the same time I, I i'll tell you a little story right so i i i was at a at a, at a party at the the architecture association in london a, a little while ago yeah a couple of years ago it was you know one of those where you have i think it was graduation party or something anyway it was a good excuse for a drink on their roof terrace yeah. And I was standing there with a friend chatting and, and then a group of students approached us and one guy was in tears, I think, yeah, even, but he was, he was, he had a few, I should say, but he, 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 he had beers and, and, and he, he just, he just comes to me and said, like, I don't know what you think, but this is the worst year in architecture because architecture itself is like completely and you know, I don't know how much strong language we can use on this on this podcast. Oh, right? what's wrong with? Please feel free. <laughs> anyway, I said, look, mate, why don't you see it positively? If it's all in the ditch, what a better opportunity for you to actually <laughs> kind of pull it out of the ditch and shape something new. And he, he all he could say is that this was like daunting. Yeah. And I think it is a little daunting. But I do actually feel that we are at a point where architecture, the way we build, the way we do, needs to come 
come up with new answers. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of what we do at the moment, and and you know, stop me when I'm when I'm rambling. Yeah. But no, no, no. a lot of what we do here is stuff that was was developed. I don't know ideas, concepts that were developed in the 1980s, 1990s, out of a I don't know rethinking modernism and postmodernism, which had all lost its soul a little bit. Yeah, and out of that came really interesting, great new concepts. Yeah, mm-hmm. starting from Sandra Pompidou, gone all the way to 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 Zahadid and so on. Yeah, but yeah. over time, I, I I see that some of this has has sort of moved a little bit, maybe into into something that is not necessarily providing the latest newest answers yeah it's a very yeah. it's a very successful recipe yeah and those who dominate the architecture scene at the moment these are all the 1980s names if you think about it yeah yeah it's 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 rem colas it's uh, yeah zaha well she's not with us anymore but uh, you know her firm is strong and, and her name is really very strong still and uh, yeah, it, it's Nicholas Grimshaw, and, you know, you name it. Yeah, yeah. it, it, yeah. it, 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 it speaks for itself in a way. Yeah, and, and, I mean, what, what these firms are doing and I'm working with them all the time is, is, is fantastic quality architecture, right? And, and uh, on the highest level, but I, I wanna see that next generation coming along. Yeah, the next, who is the next sort of thinker like Norman Foster was, right? I mean, he, yeah. he, what, what happened at that point in time was a real redefinition of what architecture should be like. And it ripples through the entire architectural world. It's shaped what, where, where, where we are now, hasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, but it came out of a set of boundary conditions, set of challenges that people recognized as, a, as, as, as an opportunity to do something different and redefine things. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things I want to like kind of scrape out and <laughs> size. But so you said, going back to the start of the conversation, um, we, we start focusing on the bits we're gonna build, right? Mm. And which in my opinion, um, that is the first part once AI and robotic is like way stronger than today and where, where it's at. That's the first part that's gonna be automated. Anyway, like AI is going to tell us you can't build this like this, you'll build it like that, but you won't do it like this and you'll do it like that. Um, And I mean, maybe AI is also going to focus on our core problems and be like, you're not serving the humanity like the movie iRobot or something. Possibly. At that point, we all retire. Yeah, Yeah, they're like, you just back off because you're not doing good. Yes, let the robot do the work. Yeah. Yeah, But it's almost like, because that's where we it seems like we're going as an industry it is kind of clear that architects engineers and all these people who had this tremendous experience within the industry of building for so many years now can start focusing more on the well what were the core problems you know like really going into more like diagnostic mindset rather than um you know, focusing on the details that potentially in the near future are going to be irrelevant to the industry, like the people itself, who, and I think, you know, it was maybe like, was it 1970s where architects were more seen as like thought leaders, but now I'm not saying like it's in a way where like you're in your ivory tower and you're disconnected with the world and you have your own opinions and you're pushing them out, but more so like engineering out more the society and the world and understanding the needs and really driving solutions 
towards that end because these mm-hmm. professionals are the ones that know the problems of the industry or the closest one of the closest to the to that uh, in the first place yes um, so the innovation is going to have to come from within or by collaborating like who, knowing who to collaborate with to understand how to innovate with absolutely with. and 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 there, there's an there's a bunch of things in here that that maybe i need to 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 kind of touch on let me start with the last thing that you said yeah so if, I think there's there's an element of of dichotomy in there. Yeah, it beca- it will become more collaborative. It has to be, because yeah. the comp- the complexity of the problems that we're trying to solve, if we really want to solve them, are becoming more complex. And if you really want to widen our horizon, let's say, beyond building the bits and focus on 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 the performative aspects in the way that I described them, then I think we need to be. We we need to embrace collaboration in a, in, in a slightly different way. But that doesn't mean it becomes some kind of co-created soup, yeah? Because yeah, true. design is a process that is heavily relying on, on opinion, on creativity, on seeing, element, eliminating the bad bits and getting the good bits, yeah? It's, it's, an, it's, it's a process that requires actually strong leadership, yeah? And so, yeah. so, so I, I don't think it is something where you now sit back and, and, and you know, you're optimized for every, everything the same way and yeah. it'll be good. That's not how it works because most of the different criteria that we're pursuing, yeah, that make the quality of what we're doing, they're, they're oftentimes contradictory, right? I, 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 yeah. I don't know, yeah. I, it, if I want the best insulated room, I'd probably don't give it a window, yeah? But the more window I have, the more light I have, yeah? The more light I have, the more glare I have, yeah? The better views. But also, I don't, we could spin this on forever, right? This is really, really almost stupid, simple example. But what I'm trying to say is, even if you know more about our, 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 the performative outcomes that we want, we still need a strong design leadership that, or strong design leadership that, that, that can drive through this process and steer the, the process. Also, when we, when we start bringing in more engagement with, say, stakeholders, and make our process more transparent, it still needs to be designed. And I think that's the big, that's the encouraging thing in all of this, I think, right? I, I, I find great pleasure in, in, in the design and the creation of a building. I see that part absolutely not under threat. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, our, yeah. our engagement with this is, is, is much needed, but it's a little different and a little harder mm-hmm. maybe then, you know, getting the, the pencil out and, and drawing something and say, yeah, that's what I want, make it work, yeah. Um, there's a second aspect that you brought along and, and you said in a few years, maybe the robots and, and the AI and AI can, can, you know, build our buildings. Yeah, and we don't have to worry about that anymore. I think this is the biggest vulnerable area of our construction industry though, not the AI and the robots. The yeah. fact that, we're so advanced in the production of the components that we do. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've, I've worked with facade constructor, uh, facade uh, uh, contractors that can do things that are super precise, highest performance. Yeah, millimeter tolerance, all of that. But when it comes to site, it's just still being hammered together like it was like 1923 or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like 1921, let's say 100 years ago. It's, it's by no means industrialized. And all the different attempts that we have made to industrialize 
what we're doing on construction sites have always led to, I don't know, these kind of weird modular container solutions that, you know, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see a single one that's actually really worked, yeah? Or worked to the intent, to, to, to the degree that, that would want to repeat it, yeah? And, and so I think we still have a massive challenge around industrializing this construction process. And I think one of the reasons why we focus so much on the bits is because this isn't really working. Right. And um, gets me then back to another one of my, my, my pet subjects of, 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 um, of, of innovation and research that we're doing in our firm. Yeah, it is about what are the concepts, the working concepts that would really move the dial when it comes to industrializing the construction process, what makes it better. And, and we've landed on, on a few things that will be gone, taken us way off and probably bore anybody who would listen, yeah, but um, uh, to, to this podcast. But it, it, it really is something that, um, it's surprisingly simple what comes out, but that the problem that sits behind it is massively complex. But um, we need to solve that. As an industry, we need to solve this, how we work better together, how we, how we ensure that the component, components that we bring to site are actually in a state where a robot could fit them. Yeah. At the moment, you let the robot loose on, on what we're building on site and the robot would fit them. <laughs> Which bit do I start with, right? And he would probably <laughs> kind of not know what to do. And, and I think that's, that's, where we, that's where we're at. So, so there is a big problem still to be solved, yeah? But those two kind of run in parallel, I think. So you need to, yeah. to solve the one and the other in parallel. And, and um, the one thing that's really interesting about this, though, is that I think computational technology, as it advances and, and brings in maybe aspects of AI and, 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 and other uh, yeah, opportunities to just work in multiple di dimensions and multiple yeah. disciplines in, in more intelligent ways. I think that will help us shift the dial, yeah? move the dial and, and, and actually move things on. Because it's just highly complex and everybody is yes. trying to simplify their bit as much as possible. I think this is the sort of theme that runs through everything. Everybody is right. trying to make their things as simple as possible so that we don't drown in that complexity because it's huge amounts of data and huge amounts of, of information that you need to carry along in order yeah. to then come together and converge to be actually a working building. Yeah, yeah. And this, like, all of this goes back to what you originally also said on really collaborating, but collaborating in a um, much more integrated way rather Absolutely. than like, oh, we, like, consulted that person. No, like, everybody being in the process and potentially collaborating a little bit outside the box, too, and really learn from different disciplines and kind of both to address the social aspect of things and um, the real um, challenges we have around, like, actually the physicality of things, too, in order to create better spaces or buildings. Um, I think... I want to sort of touch upon another aspect that could like, so we talked about the within industry way of like thinking and how that needs to change for mm -hmm. a better future for the industry. And I also want to talk about a little bit about the, how we talk about the industry and its outcomes um, for the mass public in order to have a better future. So I often, as somebody who came into the industry from, as an outsider, for me, it was so frustrating that I kind of like the initial feeling I remember having, it was like kind of the finance industry where I'm like, why, why are the conversations so high level 
when this is for like the people and we're all living in and being in them and why isn't the general public really part of the conversation at all and it feels very much you know top-down conversation like going back to your original thing um so that's like that's why one of Sauer's biggest passion is like awareness and it's not dumbing down the profession it's actually making that conversation more accessible because if there's no awareness in the general public things will move more slowly because of this demand supply uh balance there at least that's our thought i would love to to hear your take on it yeah I, i don't actually have an immediate answer to that and i've asked myself Quite a few times, why we why, why we shroud things in 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 like words that that people don't understand. I had a professor at architecture school who, who who once said, "A good concept is the one that I can explain to my grandma in two words." Yeah, mm. and um and you know he pointed out that his grandma wasn't an architect. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an important piece of, piece of the story, but um. And it, it always stuck with me, right? If we are not able to get our ideas, our concepts, yeah, whatever underlies our buildings across in 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 two words, then or in two sentences, or in a, in a short paragraph, then we're really struggling, yeah. And yeah. I, I I really don't know why. I mean, the, the architecture profession is a little, little, little sort of like introspect, I think, at times. Yeah. So, so we 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 like talking about our, our own work and ourselves and all that. Yeah, quite a lot. And um, it at times that that that's a bit tedious. I don't know, but I think things have also changed. I think it it's, uh, or maybe there's an opportunity here. That I think the general public is actually much more interested in architecture than. Then we believe it. They are, yeah. And um, I think there is definitely opportunity to connect. Yeah. I think what what's difficult though is, and I think that's that comes back to the to the conversation around how we engage with people is that even when you talk about architecture and you have a general interest in it, it's a general interest in. In aesthetics and in 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 form and in style or something, yeah. Yeah. And then you can associate that very quickly with like names, yeah. And 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 it 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 moves into something that becomes almost like branded in a way, yeah. Yeah. And um and and you 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 kind of skirt around the the deeper the deeper uh the, the deeper issues or the the, the conversation. And I think if we want to move things forward, then we need to start framing that conversation, and that's going to be interesting. I think, yeah, it it's not definitely, yeah, and 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 I think that's that's what eventually will lead to 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 us reshaping everything, yeah. Definitely, it's kind of like how, like when we get a new dish in front of us, maybe we compliment the look, but we don't necessarily care about the look. We're like, what's in it, right? Like, yes. What yes. And this is like credit to like the younger generations and the more um, expectation people have around like our brands walking the walk uh, mm-hmm. kind of. And I'm hoping that kind of like also grows into the industry more where we also, I think last year triggered it a little bit, as you said, and there's more definitely uh, towards like awareness of the spaces we're in, like, oh yeah, we need more sunlight. Yeah, like we need more natural materials. Like that is kind of mm. that conversation is growing, as you said. And um, 
I'm really looking forward to that turning into almost like our relationship with food, right? Like yes. questioning the ethics and ingredients behind the construction and the built environment. And uh, I, I, absolutely. And I don't want to, just to make absolutely clear, I don't want to dismiss the, the, the aesthetic yeah. aspect of it either, sure. right? I think the aesthetic aspect is hugely important. Where, where, And that's where ultimately it comes back to what I was trying to say earlier. It is still a design decision process it is still yeah. a creative process that needs to lead to a pump and an outcome that is performatively good but also or i, I would just say aesthetics is part of the uh, is, is, is part of the or aesthetic quality is part of the the performative outcomes right so yeah. and and they they shape our cities in a certain way i, I think we we relate to our cities functionally we relate to them emotionally and we relate to them aesthetically yeah i think it's hugely important um, but uh, we can find beauty in quite a number of things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a complex theme. Yeah, I was just thinking if I find a good example where where I could sort of I was cycling down Second Avenue a little while ago, and and Second Avenue has bits that are brutally ugly, and I still quite like them. Yeah, because I think they have a certain feel to them, and you you can just see it's where people live basically. Yeah, it's 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 a part that is. You get what I'm trying to say, yeah? yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that 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 leads me maybe, maybe to another thing that we we sometimes over design things a little bit too, yeah, and leave it to a little space to to grow and move and adapt over time. But uh, well, that's that's all another topic. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I could talk for hours. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it's such a fantastic conversation. But I slowly need to approach the end, which I know, uh, I know. is the piece of advice portion, but I do think you've sprinkled many great advice throughout the conversation, but anything um, you want to emphasize or reiterate for anyone who in any field that wants to uh, push boundaries and make progress? I think that the, the, for me, let's put it this way, for me, what I've been doing in this, in, in this, in this sometimes like a rather stressful kind of profession, the, the most important thing has always been that uh, to have fun with what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's hugely important that we find the pleasure in the collaboration, that we find the pleasure in the quest for something new and that we, that we, that we just have a, that we have joy in what we're doing, because I think that reflects in the outcome. I think it reflects in what we're producing um, and and uh, quite frankly, it just makes life a lot, a lot more livable if you <laughs> if you have fun with what you're doing, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think doing it for the right reasons also really helps in finding that fun. Really. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely. And I I should say the the there isn't one definition of 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 enjoyment that is applicable to everybody. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, that I I find most pleasure, let's say, in in working in in, in teams and groups of with groups of people that themselves have a have have an enjoyment in the engagement of of uh, with, with the subject matter or in in what the, with what they're doing. Yeah. That creates that creates much better outcomes, much more you know I don't know delights yeah. than, than than if you just do your job. Yeah, definitely. And we want to be in that energy space too. 
But mm. well, this was amazing. Thank you so so much. Oh, thank you, thank you. All I really day. <laughs> I, so, I really enjoyed the conversation. Yes. If we can just like publish as like a teaser to all the things we can like discuss for like five. More I think hours. there's lots of pointers in there of other things yeah. that we should discuss. Yeah, and maybe we we have little. Maybe that's something that between us we we can explore more. Yeah, some yeah, of those things. Yeah. Uh, Certainly. Uh, um, Yes. Any updates you want to share about, like from your Apple, that people should look forward to or look out for, or anything you want to share that you would add? Hmm. No, not not that I can think of anything that is sort of upcoming that would 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 be. Um, no, I, I, this is a difficult one. Yeah, I mean, we 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 continue to work on on amazing projects and we're really blessed there yeah and, um, and that's 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 great news and and we, we yeah, we're growing our team here in the united states which has also been really Maybe. good um so so that's that's absolutely fantastic yeah we we are i think we yeah just keep keep on the lookout yeah there, there's there's yeah, lots just, of <laughs> very fun, interesting Apple stuff coming along yeah Thank you so much for um, being here today. No. It was such a treat. Thank you. No, I, I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. We'll speak very soon. And that is this week's episode of What's Wrong With The Podcast. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcasting platform. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Links can be found in the episode description, and you can also find them on our website, podcast.whatswrongwith.xyz. If you found value in the show, we would appreciate if you could rate us and leave a review, or you can simply tell your friends about us. For more details on our guests, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to join us next week. Thank you for listening.